Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Poet, and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Well, why are you talking like that? Uh, I've been informed that American listeners prefer if I talk in an RP accent. Tremendous. Well, you are. Your initials are RP. They are indeed, but I'm talking of received pronunciation, Stephen. <laughs> and I would ask you to do the same throughout the entire pod. I can't do it. I'm from, well, you're from the north too. Yeah, I can't do it either. Welcome, listener, to a what a week. What a week. We'll get into the news in a second, and of course, um, that will be uh, that will through, the independent there? group. Um, Jerry and I will also make some predictions about who's next. Yes. Because I think there are more to come. More to come. Um, but that might be in the future, mm. the distant future. So we're going to chat about that. And then, of course, we will crown a Brexiteer of the week. We will. Um, but first... What about this? Finally! There's been a major breakthrough this week, and I'm not talking about new European newspaper production man Mark Hindle having <laughs> lasagna and beans for lunch today. Let's just hold that there. Mark Hindle is something of a, a, a legend in newspaper circles um, for numerous reasons, but his lunch today, I think, will take him to greater heights. Lasagna and beans. Lasagna and beans. It's a whole new world. He is, an, he is an in one man independent group of, <laughs> of, of, of lunch and independent. He's group. certainly an innovator and an avid listener, so hello, Mark. Um, the independent group, however, yes. is, uh, is a thing. It's a thing. Um, do, firstly, do, do you think they could have thought of a better name, or do you think this is like a holding I name? I think this or? is a holding name. So it? in that case, because I want to call them the Tigs. Well, the Tiggers, is people, people are calling them the Tiggers, aren't the tiggers, they? Tiggers, I quite a like, nice. Also, Tig rhymes with wig, and it's kind of, it sort of works, I think. It's, so I like Tiggers. Quite, it is quite nice. I've, yeah. I've, seen, I've just seen somebody on um, on Facebook, actually, saying that they're, because they're from Labour and... Tories, they should be called the laboratory part, which is actually quite, quite <laughs> good, funny, isn't it? it? That's um, funny. Oh, t- Labour. <laughs> <laughs> no American listener got that gag, did they? Let's read out the founders. Luciana Berger, I do not blame her for one second for leaving the Labour Party, no, I have to all. say. Um, Anne Coffey, Mike Gapes, Chris Leslie, Gavin Shooker, Angela Smith and Chuka Amuna. I don't think there's any great surprises in that list, was there? Not really, no. Uh, they were joined... A day later, yeah. by uh, fellow Labour uh, MP John Ryan. But then the re- I think this this was when I started to think, oh, yeah, there's this something is, to all this. This is something a bit more interesting than just Labour being fed up with Corbyn. Uh, when they were joined by Heidi Allen, um, Anna Subri, and Sarah Wollstone, three sensible Tory MPs. Yes, that's right. Right. So, what have we got here? Is this more? Because I remember. The um, SDP, we've spoken about SDP at length on this yeah. podcast prior to all this. Um, I remember that being a sort of big thing in my childhood, although I was a sadu who watched the news as a child. <laughs> but but it was. Is this as big a thing, or is it even bigger? What do you think? Well, it's got the potential to I be. Agree. It's got the potential to be a really big thing. Yeah. But I think they do need. I think they need. A, you know, they need to keep up the momentum. Yes, um, they do. Well, I mean, we don't. I, obviously, we record this, and it doesn't go straight into your ears. Yeah. Um, so there may be some. Um, there may be some lag. We may have some extra defectors. Well, you're going to talk about this later on. But what's Ken Clark waiting for? What's, well, what's his future in the Conservative I Party? I don't think Ken's going to go. He's not going to. He's go, not going no. to go. But that w- that would be huge. Well, I mean, that, that would, would be. be it's going to. I mean, it's going to take a few of those. Isn't and again, it? me and me and Jerry are going to chat about this uh, in in a few minutes. But um, you know, John Major's comments were, were 
pretty big, yeah. you know. I mean, really, yeah, he's, yeah, a, yeah. he's a big hitter. So, it, the SDP hung around for a bit, and then, you know, yeah. prepared for government. And well, they did, <laughs> and then it didn't really happen. It didn't happen. So what is... What well, of is, course, the, you know, the ultimate achievement of the SDP is, was making the Labour Party electable, wasn't it? Yes. And paving the yes. way for them to get back into power and do pa- all those... It took a painfully long time, though. Some people would say, actually... It did, yeah. Actually, it made them, un- it made them unelectable during the 80s when they, need, you know, when they needed to fight Thatcher. I yes. disagree. I disagree with that completely, but yes. that is what Corbyn like, will have been saying this week, and I have been saying this week. Yeah, but I don't think that she... I mean, it is ancient history, isn't it? But I don't think that she won those elections in, no. you know, 83, 87 because of the SDP. I think she won them because of the Falkland violence, didn't she? Yeah, and and, it, and Labour were repairing not because of the Gang of Four, but because um, of a, a, a fairly extreme left-wing leadership. Yes, and a terrible uh, manifesto. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the longest suicide note in history. Yeah. Is that still probably still the longest? Although you know the Tory one, which is had in a That didn't even work, though, did it? It was no. uh, yeah. That really was bad. It so, is quite something, isn't it? So, uh, somebody was saying this on, on on social media the other day as well. That you know, I think it's in response to the, the Jeremy Corbyn video, isn't mm. it? Where he said it, we delivered the manifesto that most people wanted, and and somebody said, well. You know, most people didn't vote for you. I think the yeah. popular vote was it was about eight hundred thousand, wasn't it? Uh-huh. More, more seven hundred fifty thousand more people voted for the Conservatives yep. than voted for the Labour Party. And also, you know, the Labour Party had a, a, a great manifesto that was full of giving people free stuff and yeah. you know, great ideas to re-energise the country. And the, the and the Conservative manifesto basically said, "We're going to take money off you if you're old." <laughs> Are you old? Yeah. Are you an invalid? Can we Are you put upon? We're going to screw so you to, over. So to, to not win Love that election <laughs> is quite a remarkable thing. Quite, I've got to say, I've been. Some of the people, in, I mean, none of the people involved in the, the independent group are sort of perfect politicians, are no, they? No, no, no. Some of them are. Who's your favourite? Luciana Berger. Yeah, she's great. Uh, she is. Quite, I like Heidi Allen. Sorry. She is quite good. I quite like Wollaston. Yes, quite she's good, Doctor Wollaston. Yeah. Um, and uh, and some of, but some of them are, you know, I don't really, you know, I don't really rate that that much. Um, uh, would you like to hug hug a chucker? Hug a chucker. Yeah, yeah. It so. looks huggable, doesn't it? It does look a little bit huggable. Yeah. They one of the um, one of the proposed names for this, this new party, by the way, was Regain, which mm. for a, somebody with a prominently prominent leader who's bald is, <laughs> is is that why they didn't call it Regain? I wonder. Some of the other names are back together. Back together. But they're not. They're not back together, are they? Back together. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back together. Back together. Back for good. Back well, together. I, I feel like it, I, I, all, all I can think of is that. And start Excellent baby birds. Start song. again. Start again. Which for, is weird, isn't it? Well, it, it's all right for the first few weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There are some. There, there's some. There are some good <clears> ones going <throat> around from people who don't support this party. No momentum was quite. quite no momentum. The People's <laughs> Front of Davos. I thought. <laughs> That's very funny. funny. That is funny. It was funny. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm secretly hoping that they do call themselves the Quiet Bat People or something, <laughs> something like that. QBP. <laughs> well, I think they're getting some traction with the independent group. I bet they end up just going for that. Cool, yeah. Um, the, the Indies. Some of the other stuff that would put, has been mentioned is the progressives. Yeah, progs. I think that's a, perhaps a bit a bit woolly. Progs for rocked. Yeah, progs rocked. A bit rocked, of that. Perhaps. Uh, let, here's what, I want to just focus on Labour firstly with yeah. this. Um, so here's what Mr Corbyn said. I'm disappointed that these MPs have felt unable to continue to work together for the Labour Party policies that inspired millions at the last election. I mean, you touched on yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so, and, and John McDonnell added that the uh, a responsibility to resign and fight and fight by elections. Where do you stand on that one? Because they're all pretty much calling for a people's vote, but now don't want a people's vote on them being MPs is what Labour is suggesting. Ooh. The Labour Party haven't launched a huge campaign to make Frank Field resign and, and fight a, 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 a by-election, or, or uh, what's it called, Jared O'Meara. Yeah. Um, so, 
why they would do that now, I mean, I think this is fairly standard practice, isn't it? People, yes, people um, defect and you say this, but without a... I mean, big parties like to crush small parties. That yeah. ten, tends to be how it works. And I think, I mean, let's be honest. If, they, if all of them were to have called by-elections, would any of them win? I wouldn't have thought so, no. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought Which so. Which kind of would, uh, you know, yeah. scupper... Scupper their, their their plan, you know, to try and reshape British politics in whatever manner it is, whether it's away, whether it's yes. making Labour electable again mm. or softening the Tories or becoming their own force, that would kind of ruin that. As it stands without resigning they've got a couple of years perhaps to yeah, yeah. to build some momentum. How <laughs> many no momentum, yeah. How many MPs do they need to how many do they need to become the third That's fourth? it. So thirty six I believe. They it? need thirty six. So I think that's their first proper so they, target. So they've got eleven there's eleven yeah. of them yeah. and how many liberals are there? Uh so well uh yeah but could that, but they, they that wouldn't really work. It, They'd have to merge with the Liberals. To, what I'm thinking is, is how do they get two questions at PMQs? Yeah, exactly. So they, they'd all need. So they to would be, take over from the SNP, presumably, yeah. wouldn't they? Um, so they need another 25 to, you know, to sit under the independent group banner, right? In order to to get that, is that feasible? I think if there's a no deal Brexit, absolutely yes. The future of this group, actually, bizarrely, it's in the it, hands. It, in my opinion, is. Is down to whether we get a deal or not. Yeah. Because I so I tell you what, let, let's um, let's read out some of the some of the quotes. So Sarah Wollstone, um, of course, one of the defectors from the, the Tory party, uh, from the Tory party, um, she said that the party was destroying itself over Brexit, had changed irredeemably, and suggested that a third of the cabinet would walk out if there was a no deal Brexit. Uh, I, I can I, I mean, it sounds feasible to be honest because. Just a few uh, minutes later, in fact, being interviewed, Philip Hammond refused to rule out that he would resign in the event of a no-deal Brexit. And I think yeah. he'd have to. Yeah, yeah. But, th- I mean... Well, there's a big difference between, between resigning, resigning and moving over. Sure. From the but, I think, yeah. but I reckon if there was a no-deal, they could find 25 MPs to, to, quit the, to quit the party, to quit the Tories and or Labour. But, you see, the issues are different as well. And, and this party is... Um, the reason I find it quite refreshing, actually, is born out of the uselessness of both parties, because for the Tories, this is about Brexit. Mm. Whereas for Labour, this is as much about um, about Corbyn and yes. anti-Semitism as it is about his inability to get anywhere close to where these... Um, you know, pro EU MPs wanting to be on Brexit. That's right. So there's a range of um, there's a range of, um, uh, of, of you know of issues that these people are angry about. Is that enough though to build a policy platform on and for them to elect a leader and? Well, I think that's what that, all of that needs to be fleshed out, doesn't it? I'm asking you to do it. But, well, I, <laughs> well, I think you, you know they're, they're after a, a chief of staff. Are they? So I might be. Here's your chance. So I'll just hang on. I'll write it down on the back of a, 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 an envelope. I mean, um, is it just let's reprint, you know, a Cameron manifesto and a, a Blair, Blair manifesto, manifesto. And, and stick them together? Yes, exactly. Best of both. That could be there. Best that of could both. Be like, like, the, like the popular, the popular breads, the fifty-fifty part. <laughs> what do they call those? I've never bought one of those. How can it be brown bread and what? Is it brown on one side, white on the other? It's, it's, it's no. It's hey, sort of, you could do sort that. Of beige, the beige, the beige part. Beige, <laughs> beige. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> of all the votable colours, I say beige. Yes, what colour cool. are they going to go for? Purple. Oh no, it's UK, yeah. isn't it? Carve green. Carve green. Carve yellow. Carve yellow. Carve red. Carve blue. Ooh. What is that? Well, I was thinking. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's black, black and white, isn't it? Black and white. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Sure we can have black and white. Can you have, stri- you can have stripes? Have stripes. Yeah. Can you? Can you? Well, it was just the rules on like this. The Crystal Palace diagonal. It, Crystal Palace have always had great kits. They are. But who, do, who does the who who do, makes the rules on party colours? I don't know. Well, can you have stripes? I don't know. You might be able. Can to. you have? Can you have? Could you have like dog tooth? Or tooth check, that'd yeah. be good, wouldn't or, it? Or gingham. Ooh. They could t- tartan, that'd really, that'd really annoy SMP, wouldn't it? If they had tartan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I want to know. Denim. Denim. 
They could have a tartan and denim gimmick. Exactly, that would be amazing. They could wear tartan scarves around their wrists. Come in, swaggering in to the the chamber like that. Who wants some? Bye-bye, Tories, Tories, bye-bye. I would like to see them in... I'd I'd like to see a sort of denim party, though, I think. That would be quite good. Okay, so we're going for Rocking up in double denim. Oh, he could could definitely do it. He could pull it off, couldn't he? Yeah, he'd be going to see. He'd be going to see um, Savage Garden or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I've got my turn. I'm going to see Savage Garden tonight. <laughs> so, well, well, indeed. So, welcome. Well, that's the it. independent group. Yeah. Um, I, I think overall, I think it is probably good news um, for British politics that there are there is a grouping of sensible MPs. Is it good news for? Remain though. Uh, we, I don't, had, we had a lot well, of that is, in that the, in the be my the, the new European this week. Uh, uh, two of them, the main two that we printed, I think, worrying that it, this would, you know, rule out any chance of Corbyn and Milne and McDonald moving towards my, people's vote. My uh, fear, my you know, the but in this is that it does seem to me really for the for the Labour MPs, the seven uh, founders. To be surrendering almost on that people's vote, and I think the reason that they've held on this long, these guys, is because they've been convinced by campaign groups, people's vote, etc., uh, just just to hold fire. Because the whole of that campaign really has not been aimed at the public, even it's been aimed at Corbyn mm. and Milne and McDonald, yeah. like you say, to try and change tack and go after that. And I imagine they, those guys, who've worked awfully hard and done a really good job, actually, are probably smarting a little bit at yeah. this. Um, and, and they were very keen all along to say the People's Vote is not a political party yeah. um, because they didn't want to spook Corbyn. Well, he's well and truly spooked now. And I think probably these guys got together, sat down and said, what is the likelihood of a People's Vote now? Mm. And they came back with the answer of very, very, very small, very small yeah. sadly. But if if nothing else, you know, if, if, this, if this group, not yet a party, is it, if this group gets starts to get some kind of traction then then do do the parties start to listen the main parties start to listen and uh, and move back towards a, a more you know more a more sensible area of politics i mean labor as far as i'm concerned are what getting towards wildly left wing and whereas the tories aren't 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 haven't quite gone as far down that uh, that, that to the right in their general policies, but of course, are being driven to a hard Brexit by the ERG. The ERG yeah. So, I mean, actually, let's just while we're talking about the ERG, well, they, they are creating the space for this this independent group to thrive in, aren't they? Between and, them, yeah. And 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 Hammond uh, said that he, he referred to the ERG as a small hardcore within the party, and he said asked whether the ERG were winning. He said, no, they're not. I mean, they clearly are a party within a party, just like Momentum are a party within yeah. a party. They're a, they're a party who's, who's, you know, they're very, <laughs> in a very kind of white, you know, sort of older, middle-aged man way, very secretive of their numbers. Mm. And when they yeah, met, yeah. I pres- I pres- they'll have secret handshakes and stuff, I would have thought. I would have thought so, yeah. Yeah, and um, uh, so that we don't, we don't, it's difficult to know exactly how many members they've got and how many people just come to the meetings. And, but we had a letter signed, didn't we, this time last year, I think perhaps of about sixty-four names. Yeah. So we know that they're quite a sizable grouping of Tory MPs who are bonkers Brexiteers. They are, yeah, and they've got some of the the best and the, the best and the brightest, haven't they? Go on, then. Who's your, who's your favourite? Suella. I mean, <laughs> they really, I've got some big hitters. Uh, Bridging. So when it of comes course, to Steve Baker, who is the, um, I mean, he's he's sort of replaced. Reese Mogg, hasn't he, as the the public face of these um, people right, who yeah. will not uh, who will not compromise. You know, they are the real hardcore Bef- uh, true believers. Before we leave the independent group, I just want to ask you one other thing: the um, the the Lib Dems. Yes, you mentioned them briefly when we were talking about numbers to try and get them to questions for PMQs. Chucker said that there was no merger with the Lib Dems planned, that they wanted to be a new alternative. And I think that's probably sensible because the Lib Dems have had no cut through at all on, on Brexit or anything mm. else really for some time, have they? Um, but, um, it, but it was interesting what um, Sir Vince said. Yes. Um, he, he said he wanted to work with them in some form. The party would not be subsumed by them, however. 
um, and you know, uh, I think offered a hand of friendship to the new independent group. The way forward is is a collaborative arrangement. Yes. Where do you see that going? Nowhere. <laughs> well, no. I think I mean I think it's very possible, isn't it, that um, that the, the liberals won't stand in in uh, seats that the uh, independent group think that they are likely to win. Exactly, and I think um, is that, and, and, know, and should, vice versa, obviously. Yeah, I guess the though um, that depends, doesn't it? Because you can see the likes, and I, I, well, I actually, of course that depends on where they're going to stand. Because they've, you know, they've, they've, you know, all the sort of intel that we had at the start of the week was that they were going to stand in, you know, three-way marginals yeah. or key marginals. Yeah. Well, that's it, and that's why I think the the, the the tiggers have got to be careful here. Because let's take one seat for example. Yes. If you're not aware of this <clears throat> constituency, um, then it's worth having a look at North Norfolk. Very good mm, yeah. Lib MP in North Norfolk. Norman has been on this very pod. Um, I had a real battle with the Tories uh, yeah. there last time and won despite being a Lib Dem, to be honest. Yeah. He won because he's been around that part of the world for a long time and he's yes. met just about everyone. Um, and he's a very pleasant guy and he works hard. I think that's why he won. I think next time the Tories... Tory, if it was a choice between a Tory and a Lib Dem, the Tories might win. But, yeah. but with a centrist candidate in there... I think they'd be. I, I think they'd be. St- they stand a real good chance. Well, there is that as well, and there's also the there's also the thing, isn't there? With the, I mean, the, the Lib Dems are not going to shake off the tuition fees and their part in austerity yeah, for a long, yeah, long time. Yeah, yeah. and um, and that and the, the thing is, the Tories, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, no. Because the Tory voters were never worried about austerity anyway. They no. were voting in favour of it. No. Whereas other Dems weren't. Um, so, you know, I mean, even though Anna Subri did, you know, did put a foot in it a bit, didn't she, by saying that the, yes. work of the, the, the coalition was marvellous. So. God bless Anna Subri, but, she, you know, you, she probably needs a little bit... Let's be honest, it wasn't the most stupid thing that was said by a member of the independent group this week, was it? Go on. But, um, well, what was that? It was the... Funny tinge remark, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Um, which was, you know, well, what a way to launch a, a, a new organisation. What, um, what did you think of the launch? Because I've got, I, I, for some reason, the SDP thing is, is, is seared into my memory. And, yes. I, I, and I, was, I, I must have been watching replays of it because I wasn't old enough, but, you know, sat behind the desk with the, yes. with the logo on the front. It's just well, so 80s. What did you think to this I've, launch? But I think that. Our memory sort of plays tricks on us, doesn't it? Because when the SDP launched, it wasn't as the SDP, was it? It was as the what were they called? The the there was the Limehouse Declaration, wasn't it? Were they yeah. actually called the Limehouse Group for a little bit? I don't think they had a name until you know a couple of weeks into it, and then there was a launch with the right, right, SDP. Right, right. Yes, I, yes, that's right. I, mean, sure I, don't, that, I don't remember that. That'll I'm fairly better, sure that, the, right. the, that when this all happened, the four of them, Owen Williams, yeah. Bill Rogers, and Roy Jenkins, sort of just came out and sat behind some desks and went, "Well, we've all we've all resigned." So I'm pretty sure that the Limehouse Group, the Gang of Four, whatever you want to call them. Did a little, you know, soft launch. A soft launch. That's exactly. what you would call that's it. The word, isn't it? That's what, that's what you call it. Full play. I was about to say, yeah, but soft launch is sort of same thing. Let's go for. Um, but, <laughs> right. Just now, pretend that never happened. Um, yes. Anyway, there we go. The independent welcome. Who, who should we get on first? Because they're going to have to come on. They're going to have to come on. We've had we've had uh, Tories. We've had. The Labour leader, we've had Sakia, we've had Lib Dems, we've yeah. had the Lib Dem leader. Um, we haven't had Theresa May. Well, yeah. Should we? Are we going to? What are we going to do? We're going to bid for bid for Luciana and settle for Gapes. Is it going to be yeah, one of it those? Might be, it might be. It might. It might be. Okay. So next week, exclusive interview. <laughs> really pleased to have him here. Um, but that, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, after that big build-up, I've actually to answer your question, I thought that the. I mean, the, the the day the the day that the Tories came to play and the the optics of that were yeah, really good yeah. and they were all smiley. The the launch I thought was actually quite effective because yeah. apart from the ridiculousness which followed it, yeah. I thought the the launch was actually quite effective because they all looked genuinely gutted. Yes, and of course, Luciana Berger did her on the. Labour MP, and then she went, oh, "I'm not a Labour MP anymore." Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that I think it does. <laughs> These defections are coming from the right place. 
You know, it's not because they're hungry for power. No. Um, because the likelihood is that this is probably the beginning of the end of their political careers, let's be honest. Well, it is. You know, yeah. they, they, this either goes kaboom or, you know, going... It either has to go, kaboom! Mm. It can't go, just kaboom. Yeah. It needs to go massive. Yeah. And if it doesn't, they're all out of a job. Um, and and it's, it's through desperation and frustration of the way their own parties have crumbled and become unrepresentative, I think, of the country at large. So cool. and, and so, fair play to him. I, I mean, yes, I share... It's also really upset Chris Williamson and Owens, <laughs> which, for which I'm saying thank you. If thank for no other reason. To Legs11, or um, what we're calling them. But I do indeed. Uh, well, Owens blocked me on Twitter, so I Does can't... Yeah, yeah. I'm not even sure why. I don't think we had... Uh, I, did, I did once... Um, you know when you accidentally step on the back of someone's shoe and the shoe comes off? Oh, yeah. Did accidentally once do that. Too. I don't know if it fully came off, but... So maybe it's that. What but... sort of shoes does he wear? Oh, you know, like is. Crocs. A Croc. He <laughs> 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 uh, must be a trainer's guy, mustn't he? Oh, oh, they looked a bit like... Oh, I can't really remember. I think I'd had a few. It was a conference in Brighton. <laughs> um, they looked like them big square flat thing like lego man's feet oh right maybe okay. it was just a lego man actually <laughs> it wasn't him at all maybe it wasn't oh, owen okay. get in touch with the pod owen and tell us um anyway it's fine because you know we're worried about brexit and the independent group probably probably haven't helped yes as remaining in the eu but it's fine few because our prime minister yes um mrs may has been been out to brussels again yeah, yeah. Basically, lives there now, she's, and uh, and she's, she's had, certainly moved. <clears throat> she's <laughs> she, she might have to move further than Brussels before too long. Yeah, um, she, uh, Argentina or something. <laughs> she she um, she um, she's been out to see Mister Juncker, of course, mm-hmm. to talk all things Brexit. Yeah, it's um, gone well, hasn't it? It's gone really well because th- this is what uh, Jean Claude Juncker said uh, the morning after. He said he was recovering from his talks with Mrs May, and that he was suffering from Brexit fatigue. Um, and he, he went on, Brexit is deconstruction, it is not construction. Brexit is the past, it's not the future. It's quite poetic, this, isn't it? I yeah, feel like I should do it in yeah. some kind of metre. Uh, oh, metre, I need to explain that to Chloe Wesley now, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> if a no deal would happen, and I can't exclude this, this would have had, this would have terrible economic and social consequences, both in Britain and on the continent. And so my efforts orient in a way that the worst can be avoided. But I'm not very optimistic. No. I mean, wow. <laughs> Morning after a meeting with the Prime Minister, and he's basically saying, oh dear. Yes, he is, yes. No deal. Well, that would be my reaction if I had to spend time with Theresa May as well. But I think behind closed doors, she's probably quite fun. Do you think she yeah, kicks I, off her shoes? I reckon. Do you know what? She, I reckon she's there... There is no doubt in this woman works hard, right? We don't think anyone could say she works doesn't work hard. It's just that she might not be working in the right direction. Yeah. So she works very hard. But I reckon, you know, it's sort of mid-afternoon, around half two, when Netflix sends you that Netflix tonight, Teresa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon she gets that and she's like, oh, Philip, and sends it on to him. And that's it. And then, you know, he's there at home preparing. She comes in, kicks off those shoes of hers. And what do you think they watch? The rom-com, <clears throat> Sahara. I reckon friends with benefits. I I reckon um, I reckon they've probably oh, oh god that what a great story that would be recently what Theresa May's recently, recently watched on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Nymphomaniac parts one and two. Oh yeah, probably yeah, did that Sunday afternoon. Montreal. I actually really like that film. Well. No, 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 not his best. No, nowhere near his best, but still watchable. Well, you can fast forward through the bits. The bit bits—they're yeah. a bit cringy. It's a bit grueling, isn't you it? won't want to eat while watching. Not really. Um, but I thought there's some interesting stuff there. Anyway, this is not Commode and uh, Mayo. Is it not film? Enjoying this bit. Uh, no, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon probably something like um, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Oh yeah, because there's not many Stranger Things than Brexit. Brexit. Oh, oh that's right. what do you reckon? Maybe she. I, I would say that. Couldn't you get the early works of Arthur Askey on there? <laughs> 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 
don't be mean to Philip. Well, he does look just like Arthur Eskin. He's even got the glasses, hasn't he? He has, he has, he has. Um, I, I'm not sure if they've got that on Netflix. I'm so not sure our good. American friends would go for that on Netflix. Netflix and Phil? Oh, uh, <laughs> hey. Oh, hey. Like it. That's Netflix one, and Phil. Yes. <laughs> I think, actually, what they should watch is The End of the world which is a great that piece of Netflix great. and uh, says a lot about our times I think absolutely um, so it didn't go very well did it and the, but the good news is that Stephen Barclay the Brexit secretary who didn't know on the, the day that Brexit was going to happen on well none of us know do we but as the Brexit secretary he might have known that it wasn't the 31st of March so I yeah. suppose it could be the 31st of March it could be any time he's an idiot although I did tell someone that, that I would print something on the 31st of February only yesterday so there you go that, that is good and then he's going with um, isn't he going with um, who's, he's going with the the boomy voice man isn't he uh, Barkley and oh uh, he's, yeah yes Hello, Johnny Foreigner. <laughs> I bring with you with me this lion. <laughs> That's what he was talking about, wasn't he? Did, did he actually call Theresa May a lion? He did call her a lion, yeah. Well, he said she was lying. <laughs> Here she comes, our lion to save us. <laughs> He's brilliant and also deluded, clearly. But Oh, talking to Netflix, Lion. That's a good film. Check oh, that is out. it good? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Hey, we've had bad news this week, though, as well. Well, we have. So we should, we've done a lot of laughing this far, but this we is not terrible funny. news, yes. This is not funny at all. So Honda um, yes. is to close its Swindon plant. Only only in 2000, and I think it was late 2016 or early 2017, they said that this plant was cutting edge. It was There was no better plant yep. for Honda to make the Civic in the whole wide world. They were absolutely confident that everything was going to be fine. This was a big plans for the future. Yay, yay, yay. And two years later, wait a minute, what year is it? Three years later, yeah. they're closing it down. Now, they run in five-year cycles, so that, yes. I guess, kind of makes sense. They're looking ahead towards what happens after that. But what's really changed? Because I just note here, and the government have done this so as well, that um, there was no mention of Brexit in Honda's statement. No. So what else has changed then since uh, that statement when they were so bullish about the British market? Well, the, the, the Japanese have done a trade deal with the EU, haven't they? Uh, um, yes. Which yes. will, um, and which I think in 2020... Go on. You... But, it, but it's fine, isn't it? Because a very nice letter was sent to the Japanese. Yes, that's right. Which said, hurry up! Hurry <laughs> up! <laughs> 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 Come on! The one there. It was a bit like Paxman on <laughs> on uh, University Challenge. Come on! The one. Um, yeah, that didn't go down well. So that didn't go down. They're very sensitive to things like that, the Japanese, and quite rightly, and um, they didn't like it. Well, they are. And, you know, Andrew Adonis, who, uh, who um, when he was in in, uh, in government, in, in the cabinet, in fact, would, you know, worked quite a lot bringing um, a Japanese industry, brought in Hitachi, didn't he, I believe? I believe that, I believe that is right. Um, and... Um, and he's talking about the importance in Japanese culture. And, you know, I've been to Japan. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, Brilliant uh, country. It's a fantastic country. But it is very true. There is a, a, a huge amount of um, importance is placed on politeness. Absolutely. And, um, and, and therefore there is an element of not saying what is exactly on your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and I think they, they refer to it, it's a bit like sort of saving face, but not quite in that sense, yeah, isn't exactly. it? It's a, it's a bit about sort of understanding, and please forgive me if I'm not quite got this right, but sort of understanding other people's yes. face, if you if you see what I mean. That's that, right. that, and, and I think by telling someone to hurry up, um, which is basically what this letter did, I think yes. they're rightly annoyed. I mean, I dare say I would be as well. Uh, so, so, so that went well. So it, that did that did go well, but that is also part <coughs> of the reason why nobody from Honda has come out and said this is this is yeah. something yeah. to do with Brexit. Something to do with some um, cock up you guys have made. Because exactly because they you know they they wouldn't want to say that, and the cynic would also say they probably still want to sell quite a lot of motor cars to yes, people who voted. Well, with. I don't think you need to be a cynic to say that. I think yeah. that's, that's absolutely true. Oh, well, that uh, is but... absolutely true. But there's but there's certainly a part of it, and therefore the interesting thing this week, of course, that's come out of this is the this is the start of the this is nothing to do with Brexit trope now isn't yeah, it and yeah, yeah. people like Daniel Hannan the brain of Brexit <laughs> nobody calls him that anymore no, no. but in September 2015 I've got this tweet that he, he tweets here 
17th of September 2015, he, he wrote, that idea that car, car manufacturers might disinvest after we leave the EU, it's, uh, what's the word, oh yes, a lie. Uh, and then this week, he, he said, um, he said um, Honda's boss has confirmed that it's not a Brexit-related issue. I understand that some people are still upset about the referendum result, but there is something ugly about seeming to revel in bad news. I don't think anyone is revelling in bad news. It's no, an absolute tragedy, 3,500 jobs. I don't, think, I don't think anyone was cheering this from the Remain side as a, I, we told you so. That no. is certainly not the case. Of course, um, of course not. Dr Adam Marshall, and this, quite, this is quite a long quote, but I think it's worth reading the whole, yeah. the whole thing. Dr Adam Marshall, Director General of the British Chambers of Commerce, along with a, f- a few other people from the Chamber, um, put this statement together. Excuse me. The automotive industry is a bellwether for UK manufacturing and has a disproportionate impact on many of our business communities and on our export strength. The planned closure of the Swindon plant will have a major impact across the area, affecting not only many employees on site but also firms and staff across the supply chain. Given the size of the operation, there will be a wide and diverse network of regional suppliers that will now be hugely concerned about the future, their future business prospects. Employers, government and local authorities must do all they can to deliver tangible assistance and guidance for the people and communities that will be affected by any uh, by an announcement of this scale. This development highlights the importance of maintaining and attracting investment in local economies. This is the important bit, well, more important, most important perhaps. While the automotive industry in general is going through a period of transition and a number of global factors will have played a major part in a decision of this size, the ongoing Brexit uncertainty and looming threat of no deal is one factor that should have been resolved a long time ago. And I think yes. that... So that last sentence there sums up everything. I think I don't think clearly Honda didn't want to leave. Yes. I think there 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 are other reasons: electrification, etc., the size mm-hmm. of the EU market, etc. But you know, Brexit wasn't just the straw that broke the camel's back. It was the it was the um, you know the meteor that struck the camel on the back. Yeah, very much and, so. And, uh, uh, you know, yeah, Honda may be too polite to say it, but the truth is that it, Brexit is to blame for these jobs. Yes. Leaving. Yes. Um, or, or, if I'm going to be kinder, perhaps not the vote to leave, but perhaps the mishandling of how, you know, the mishandling of Brexit ever since then. Correct. Yeah. I'd so. better speak to Jerry about who's next. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Your first 13 issues of The New European are only £13 when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858 438840 and quoting Podcast One, or order online at our website www.neweuropean.co.uk. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Hello, Jerry. Hello. Let me tell you a bit about Blinkist. Go on then. Do you know? What, you, of course, you know what Blinkist is. So, hey. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know stuff, right, from thousands of non-fiction books, and condenses them down into just fifteen minutes, so you can read or listen to it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it's made Jerry for busy people like us. I'm very busy. Me too. And I, I, but I love reading. Yeah. But there's so many non-fiction books that we have to get through, especially in our line of work, because mm-hmm. we're important people. <laughs> Busy, important people. So, it, without reading the entire book, you can, you know, you, you can finish sort of four books in a day. You know, if I, I drove somewhere yesterday for about, you know, half an hour, half an hour back, four books. So I could find out about, say, like the history of the Labour Party. I'm sure you like... could. I'm sure you could. Eight million people using Blinkist. Uh, right now, it's had it's massive and it's got a growing library as well. It's already got a massive library, but it's getting bigger all the time. Everything from self help, business, health, history, all kinds of things. So I I like it because, to be honest, it's a bit like a cheat sheet, you know, like like your notes. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go out and be trying to say, I've just read pick biggest fattest book I can find mm-hmm. and I've listened to it and got the key takeaways go. in just 15 minutes there's some cracking books on there as well some that I think you might like I mentioned this to Steve a couple of weeks back Michelle Obama's uh, biography oh I really want to read that yeah there you go well don't don't bother get Blinkist yeah. and listen to it yeah Fire and Fury inside the Trump White House oh yeah I've been wanting to read that as 
well, haven't so, got time. Exactly. Michael Wolff, uh, that, is, you know, that was a massive news story as well, but a lot of things have moved on since then, so why not just read it in 15 minutes? Hmm? Why not? Exactly. So, right now, for a limited time, Blinkley says a special offer, just for our audience... They're very, very lucky. Yeah. Don't say we never do anything for you. So Well, Blinkist is doing this. Go to blinkist.com slash T-N-E to start your free seven-day trial. That is Blinkist. B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash T-N-E to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash T-N-E. Do it. I'm, I've just got to say that I've just listened back to some of the news that we and Steve have just done. It's really top notch this week. Nothing like a bit of self praise, is there? I think that uh, I just think that the fact that we we seem to have been talking about the same Brexit, <laughs> you know, the same Brexit tropes for many many weeks, and then suddenly we've got a new story. Yeah, We're like, it's, all very it's like Christmas, <laughs> isn't it? Um, so, so the Independent Group. Yes. I was saying to Steve, what do you think they should be called? What What do you think? Do you think they should? Because I like, I quite like Tig or Tiggers, the Tiggers. People's Front of Judea. Well, Judea's People's Front. Did you see Steve mentioned the People's Front of Davos? There we go. Oh, <laughs> um, the Progressives. Yeah. Was mentioned. Splitters. The Splitters. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, so we're not entirely sure about that one, at least. But we've got some names that are possibly in the frame. Now, apologies, listener, if these people have already quit by the time we listen to this, mm-hmm. but this is a prediction that is being made um, a few hours before uh, you have listened to the pod, obviously, because then otherwise it would be a live radio show. It would. Maybe we should do that. Oh, I don't think that's a good idea. Okay, so are we doing it from, we doing it from one to five as most likely to least likely, or is it just a, is it just the five oh, people? Oh, I've got in... a free-for-all. I haven't done a most likely to least okay, likely good. chart. That's fine, that's fine. I mean, there's no spreadsheet. As yet, no pie chart. We know you're not good, very good with percentages. Not great with the maths. Not great with the. Okay, math. give me some names. Um, Justine Greening. Yeah, I like Justine Greening. Yeah. Very capable, I think. Um, and and on the Today program. Well, today, um, because we record on Thursday, obviously. Yeah. Um, she said, you know, that joining the independent group is something she'd considered. She's reached a different conclusion for the moment. Which well, that, still broken, I it? mean, a, a very interesting comment for the moment. And, and what's her what's her great bugbear with the Conservative Party? It's it's the No Deal Brexit. Yeah. She says if she if if the government pushes towards a No Deal Brexit, that she would leave the party. Um, she said, "I don't think I'd be able to stay part of a party that was simply a Brexit party that had crashed us out of the European Union." Um, She's got. She has done a lot of great work on social mobility, mm-hmm. and I think her view is very strongly that if, if um, it, you know, No Deal Brexit will be a, a huge barrier to social mobility, and I think that that is very honourable of her to to take that stance. Funny little line that she said as well, that she hadn't seen the Prime Minister recently despite asking on multiple occasions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do, I mean, I imagine the Prime Minister gets invited to quite a lot of things. I imagine she does, <laughs> but like it doesn't stem, you know, so um, good favour, does it? Even I dodge invites. In fact, I've dodged some from the Prime Minister. <laughs> I've never dodged an invite from Justin Green in there. Maybe not, no. Never had one either. Well, but, there we uh, go. But, yeah. So Justin Green, I think, uh, and I, I think that would be not not by any means a tipping point for the Tories, but that would be the first, I think if I'm right, first former minister, wouldn't it? She'd be a big signing for the definitely. Independent group. Oh yeah. yeah, she'd be she'd be definitely on you know one of the first names on the team sheet. Yeah. She's not coming to warm the bench. She's not. Yeah, just in green. Okay. I did and one football analogy and you've taken it way over my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Justin would be good, I agree. Okay, she would certainly add to the to the ranks there. Who else we got? So, I've got Ian Austin, um, who's Dudley North MP. Yeah. Interesting. He basically told the Express and Star that he was going to think long and hard about his future in Labour. Um, he's another one that's been really outspoken about the handling of anti-Semitism, etc. Um, he said, I'll think about this very carefully, I'll make my decision and I'll be accountable for it and explain it to local people, just as I always have. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's been talking to his local very good newspaper, The Express and Star in yes. the Midlands, and, and saying this sort of thing for, for a good few days now. I, I, I would say that it is only a matter of time before Ian Austin 
uh, goes over and, and sits with the independents. Would you agree? Yeah, I reckon so. I mean, you don't make those kind of public statements without no. seriously considering it and basically being over there, do you? Yeah, absolutely. I wonder actually why he's, you know, why he hasn't just done it already. I mean, yeah. And, and again, um, you know, m- myself and, and Steve spoke about this. Jerry, as you'll, you'll listen back, of course, on, on Friday morning to the hilarity of the news section yes. and then Brits Tier of the Week. Um, and Again, extremism, anti-Semitism, intolerance. For Labour, this is about much more than Brexit, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, it's the same reason that Jess Phillips is on my list, actually, because is she next? She's she's next on my list. What a good segue I that know. was. I'm you getting can, better. You're getting good at this, aren't you? It's only been a couple of years. Um, <laughs> she's ruled it out for now. Yeah. To be fair to her, she's. Yeah. Um, said that she's not up for it now, but she said to Sky News, I find it very hard to disagree with a lot of what they are saying. She's been pretty outspoken and she's pretty popular, you know, Jeff Phillips as well. She is, she's She's really popular. She's good on, um, good in the media. Yeah, and she's good on her feet as well. Oh, midfield maestro. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, what? (laughs) Um, So, although she's ruled it out at the moment, I don't think that's completely off the table. Um, I think that'd be quite a principal stand for her. That would also be a big signing because she's newish intake. She's um, She's not tarnished by... New Labour stuff, you no. know. I think we are going to get onto some new Labour figures, Another aren't we? Another segue, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are. Um, Bookies Betway have got Tony Blair as their odds-on favourite for the next uh, next person to join. Yeah, I mean I, that wouldn't be a great surprise, um, of course. I, I, I would wonder if you know I've got a lot of time for a lot of Tony Blair's policies. I mean, uh, other than I think, in fact, probably the only one I was. Um, this is far more my era than yours, Jordan. Uh, so please excuse me while I ramble on about Tony Blair for a few minutes. But, it, but perhaps you know my era more than yours. And um, I think there was just one policy that really collapsed that entire project, and that was the invasion of Iraq, of course. Um, so you know, but, but th- there was a government that looked to do the right thing first. I think, however. Um, partly because of a media that decided they didn't like him, of which, you know, I've been part, so I hold my hands up, that's sometimes how the media works, partly because of how Iraq turned out, um, and partly because of other parties laying it on thick for a long time, which they always do, that was, you know, the um, the debasing of, um, of Mar- Margaret Thatcher's image, I was no Thatcher fan, but the Tories would say the same, that happened during the 90s with, with Labour, so... Um, so that's happened as well. I just wonder, and it does pay me to say, if he's a bit toxic, really. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there are still people. I think there perhaps is a generation of people who, who, who maybe are in their sort of late teens, early twenties, who, who hear the name Tony Blair and think that he was a far worse character than he actually was. Yeah. Um, and so I would, I would guard against that move if I was um, fronting up the independent group. Um, even though clearly they're, they're, where they're positioning themselves in, in British politics is exactly where Blair was. I mean, this is, you know, without wanting to toxify the group myself, this is, these are Blairites. Chucker is a Blairite, you know. This is born out of a lot of um, new Labour thinking, by which I mean old new Labour, of course. Um, so... But I, I just wonder if it would be such a good idea. No, I agree. I think it's a bit of a... I think the, I think I can understand why the bookies think that because you know the points we've just made. But do you know uh, what else the bookies think? Go for it. That our very own uh, editor at large, Alistair Campbell, might be signing up. Well, you see, Alistair, having um, having met and he's been on the podcast and met Alistair a few times and spoke to him on the phone, etc. He's a super bright guy and easily the best. I'm going to say this. Aren't I? I'm not actually kissing his ass. But, he, but he, as far as political strategy goes, there is no one better mm-hmm. um, alive today who, who could do that job. I'm sure Alistair, however, would agree with the analysis that I gave about Tony. You know, we've spoken about it. And and in the same breath, is he tarnished with that? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I, neither Tony or Alistair, I would imagine, would ever consider standing as a member of parliament for any... Uh, you know, for any any group, I really can't see that happening. That of course doesn't mean that they can't be involved. They're more any other people who Absolute, aren't MPs. Absolutely, of course not. And and you know that kind of 
those kind of brains are the kind of brains that are going to get this group off the ground. Um, and you know, I, I am sure uh, that they are. You know, that Chucker is is speaking to you know Alistair, possibly even Tony, and certainly um, Lord Mandelson and people like that as well. Who you know were super bright and, and saw how the centre um, came back in the in the in the mid to late nineties and stuck around for a long time before shooting itself in the foot. But you know, if there is going to be a rise of the centre then it, it needs to be done in a similar way, policy-wise, I think, to what it was done then. Yeah. Look, before we get back onto the MPs, I just want to mention Gary Lineker as well, Gary Lineker, who yeah, has uh, kind of thrown his weight behind it on Twitter. So this really is a, almost like football chat now, yeah. isn't it? We've done, you've got politics, ah, oh, it's still football this week. Gary Lineker. Well, I mean, he did say that he would uh, present match the day in his underwear if Leicester won the Premier League. They did, he and he did. He did, yeah. He said naked, actually, but I think well. fair, fair enough. <laughs> we all say things in the heat of the moment. <laughs> I'll do this pod, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm going to stop. So those in Labour who still haven't committed to remaining in Labour, yeah. uh, said Ian Austin, there's Owen Smith, Dame Louise Ellman, and another one is Siobhan McDonough. Um, who said she never stopped thinking about defection, which is um, quite a quite a big say. I think said, that is a fairly nailed on. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah. said, um, I love the Labour Party, I love my constituents, and I love my country, and all the time I think, how am I best going to serve them? I joined the Labour Party when I was 16, I've been mm. a member for 43 years, and mm. I don't want to leave Labour, I don't want to not be the MP for Mitchum and Morden, and I'm desperate that that's where we are. Do you know what, it, it was, and again, me and Steve touched on this, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. It, it's coming from the right place, this, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, and, and you could tell, certainly with the Labour lot, that they were really distraught. Yeah, and look, I think that's something that's been missing in politics and what people have been missing. They don't feel like politicians have been very genuine over yeah. the last few years. And especially from that from the centre. Yeah, absolutely. So to, to see people from the centre who have often been tarnished as... Or career politicians, or you're in it for this, or you're in it for that. To, for them to actually feel that this, these are my principles, and I'm leaving because of this. Yeah, I think there's been a view that to be passionate about politics, you've got to be hard left or hard right for quite some time. Yeah, um, but you can be a pragmatist and be passionate about being one, and I think that is what that's what we're seeing. It's so refreshing. I've really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, we do. I think how many more MPs, to fact, from both sides, is going to completely depend on. Well, how the group does in the first few weeks, but also Ron Corbyn's response. Um, I think, yeah, the biggest moment is probably going to be next week when MPs vote on Brexit amendments again. And if Jeremy Corbyn doesn't then show support for a second referendum, which, again, I don't think he will, I mm. think that could push more Labour MPs over the edge. So, 36, I think we need to get to, to for, for the independent group to be the third largest party and get questions in PMQs. Do you yeah. think that's likely? Uh, what are we on at the moment? 11? You know, it's not... I don't think it's a giant leap to say that another 25 could um, go over. You know, it sounds like quite a big number, but I don't really think it is in the grand scheme of things. I agree completely, especially... especially I, I, I don't think, and again, we touched on this with Steve, but I, I don't think this is particularly good news for a people's vote. And no. for, but, um, but for the future beyond that, I think potentially it is. Yeah. And I think if we are heading... To, if if there's a no deal Brexit, I think that will make a lot of people. I jump think as then well. I think that we we would look we will be looking at getting. Well, you know, Dominic Green's already said that yeah. he would want to leave um, Conservatives if there's a no deal Brexit. Fifty sixty, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon so. If there's a no deal Brexit, if it actually happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing is, I don't think this is a possibility at the moment. But Tom Watson's been, yeah. you know, pretty damning. Yeah. And yes. I think there is a possibility that he could even yeah. go over, and I think that I would be a pretty watershed moment. I agree. As well and and Tom, you know, Tom also likes the limelight a little bit. So, as far as um, high high profile signings, that would be one. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think you know that would be huge. Well, the thing is, in normal circumstances, how damaging would that be for Corbyn? Will it be hugely damaging if your deputy leader? goes and joins a new party. But actually, Corbyn's just in his bunker. Yeah, he doesn't care. So I think he cares about about his vision of the Labour Party, his Labour Party. But I I think he he would happily sacrifice 30 or 40 MPs. I don't think he's that bothered, because he sees them as non-believers. Well, I was going to say, you know, I know this is just one tweet from one person in Young Labour, and and it it was kind of a rallying call as well that's used, you know, a lot of kind of campaign rallies and conferences, etc. But... 
calling these people kind of traitors and mm. cowards and mm. That's it's, not the rhetoric that's helpful. It's not helpful. I mean, you know, you, you could say that you could say that they're traitors if you're a Corbynite. Then I guess they are a traitor towards what you believe in, but they are certainly not cowards. No, because they could have happily lived their lives out on the backbenches, not said a pip, not said a squeak, and carried on drawing that cash. And you know, they cowards is not the word. These are these are brave politicians, whether you agree with them or not. And it's this attitude which is continually. Damaging Labour Party. Absolutely dragging Labour through the dirt. Really is, really is. Jerry, that is fascinating. We will see. It's a bit like on the Today programme when they do the horse tips. <laughs> so we will see how many of those five uh, um, that that cross over. I don't, have you been on the phone to Alistair? You've got some inside information. Yeah, he's told me already. You've been down to Bucky's, have you? I yeah. think that's illegal, Jerry. Brexiteer of the Week. Brexiteer of the week, Steve. Brexiteer of the week. Should we start with Arlene Foster? This is my favourite story of this week. Go on. Because there are local elections in May. There are. The DUP have started their campaign already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, presumably well. thinking, oh, we're going to be quite busy with other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they've launched their campaign already. Planning <laughs> the border. Their, their slogan, strength to deliver. Right. Which, yeah. of course... Is STD for sure? Oh, and it's the that is what that's an old fashioned infection because they call them STIs these that's days. Call, it's what you call a catchy slogan. <laughs> <laughs> it's very an good. STD. It's very good. And the Ulster Unionists are enjoying this. Doug Beatty, he tweeted uh, that Arlene's manifesto for the local elections is going to be uh, titled "Do you have an STD?" Because I have, <laughs> and uh, because the, the EUP have. At this rate, Arlene Foster is going to have to rethink her whole whole campaign strategy, and her campaign strategy apparently is titled "Hate Europe, Rather Praise English Settlers," and that's you know clearly not an embarrassing acronym for that, is there? Um, Talking about comic timing, Jacob Rees-Mogg, and this is now a week ago, on Question Time, very articulate woman in the audience who was describing um, where were they. I can't remember where they were now. I can't remember either. Ooh. Must have been some. If, if Jacob was on it, I imagine it was somewhere like Chichester. <laughs> it was somewhere. <laughs> it's like the Antiques Roadshow, isn't it, basically? Because Jacob Greasemog comes around. <laughs> he should have his own mahogany. Oh, wow, that would be desk, brilliant. Please. If he would refuse to sit behind any desk but his bureau desk. Something with Queen Anne legs. <laughs> These people carry him with white gloves. <laughs> I'd love that. That'd I'd be tremendous. I'd much prefer it? him. I'd much prefer him if he did that. It would be really good. It'd be, it would be excellent if a butler appeared during just halfway, halfway through <laughs> one of his points. If a butler or his nanny came on and just straightened his tie a little oh, bit. A licked a tissue and wiped his, his face. Exactly, dabbed at his little cheek. Uh, where were we? Oh, he's on question time. Yes. Very articulate woman describing how Brexit was making it impossible to run her business and other people's businesses. And old Professor Yaffle, as, as I'm now calling him, he, could, he is Professor. He's the Professor Yaffle of Brexit, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. Um, he said, "Well, this, this, he said a leading figure. Oh, you could do the, the voice again. You could do your RP yeah. voice. <clears throat> I could." He said, "A leading figure in Ineos, which is a major chemicals company, has just written to Mr. Junker to say that the regulations from the EU are making investment not worth doing because they are strangling business." Hmm. And of course. 48 hours later, who is revealed to be this this leading figure from Ineos? He's actually a leaving figure because it's Sir Jim Ratcliffe, um, who we all now know is moving to Monaco, and he's, which is going to cost the Treasury between £400 million and £4 billion pounds in taxes. Great. So, well done, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Thanks, Jacob. Gavin Williamson. This has gone really unremarked upon. Gavin. Because they've obviously said... Loving Gavin. Because they've obviously said... <laughs> When you made your speech saying we were going to enhance our lethality and we were going to sail a big warship full of American planes uh, in, and point them at China and threaten China, and then that's not gone down too well. So they obviously went, just, just, get, out, just get out of the way a bit. Just get out of the way a bit. Stand over there by the fireplace. So do you know no, where, not by the fireplace. So do you know where he went? Go on. He went to the Arctic Circle. <laughs> To meet some Royal Marines, he took a couple of journalists with him, oh, God. and they 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 for a photo opportunity they went. We'll do this drill. We all go out on the ice. We dig a hole in the ice. Then we jump in, 
and then we use two ski poles yeah, to get out. I've seen that, yeah. I've seen it happen. You yeah, can see it yeah, on TV. Yeah, yeah. And no, I course, mean, in my childhood in the north. In Huddersfield, <laughs> yeah. That was how you got out of the house in the world. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Gavin Williamson did it. Yeah. And, you know, it's he, he survived, so obviously to the huge relief of people who've been working on those Japanese and Chinese trade deals with well, Not to the huge relief of uh, Philip Hammond, who, <laughs> exactly. said, who said that the UK relationship with China hasn't been made simpler by Chinese concerns about the Royal Navy in the South China Sea. No, it's remarkable. <laughs> but he, so, you know, I mean, if you're looking for an analogy about Brexit, there is no, surely no better one than going on holiday and digging yourself a deep hole, <laughs> and then jumping into life-threatening conditions for no good reason whatsoever. Brilliant. From the fireplace to the ice hole, Gavin it's Williamson incredible. is blowing hot and cold. Is he an ice hole? <laughs> Can we say that on the New European podcast? An ice hole? He's an ice hole. <laughs> you complete Gavin ice Williamson. hole. <laughs> you ice hole. You ice hole. Uh, but the Brexiteer of the Week is, is oh, it's Peter Shilton. Shilts. It's Peter Shilton. Now, we've mentioned him on Brexiteer of the Week before because him and Chris Waddle, before Christmas, sort of came out as a That's well, right. Well and I'm going to tell the I? same gag now as well, I told then. He's, he's a Brexiteer of the Week, but does his missus know he's here? Oh, Shilts. <laughs> and he, um, he, he appeared on Nigel Farage's LBC show. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to talk about Brexit mm. it's amazing isn't it so when Nigel Farage said what do footballers know about about um, about, Bre- about Brexit yeah. about Gary Lineker he was clear, He clearly meant you know just outfield outfield people who, yeah, yeah. Um, if, so, if Gary Lineker joins the independent group yes and becomes their le- like leader Yes. They've got to change the name to centre forward. It's got to be centre forward. Yeah. Although yeah. I was thinking about this, it can't really have centre in it, can it? Because the, you know they want to attract people who traditionally think of themselves as being on the left and the right. Centre-ish. Centre-ish forward. It's centre-ish forward. Right. That's like playing without a traditional number nine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the floating nine. Oh, we've done everything today. We've had movie reviews. It's amazing. We're to- we've Red got hot fo- soccer chats. We've got hot takes. Yeah, oh, it's everything. Um, this podcast. Anyway, Peter Shilton on the Nigel Farage show, he said, um, "God forbid, if Labour got voted in, he said he's basically said there shouldn't be a second referendum." And then he said, "Why?" And he said, "Well, God forbid, if Labour got voted in, and in two years they didn't live up to their mandate, what are we going to say? That we should have another election?" Well, yes, because we have another election <laughs> every five years or so, so you'd only have a couple more years to wait, wouldn't you? That's how it works, this Schultz. Is, this is the point. This is why we're all so upset about the referendum, Peter. That's, anyway. That's why you went in goal. And then he said, we, should, we, he said, we can't have a new vote anyway because you've got to have rules. Now, this is Peter Shilton, who has spent the best part of the last 33 years Complaining with some justification, mind you, <laughs> yeah. that, that when Diego Maradona broke the, put his little hand up and yeah. scored the goal, yeah. Yeah. He said that we should have a second go at that. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. right. That, that decision should have been overturned. Yeah. And I was even looking at a video of Peter Shilton a couple of a couple of years ago. Yeah. A, a friend of mine interviewed him, and he said um, he said the, the worst thing about it. I've never even heard this before. But he said the worst thing about it was that he'd met the subsequently he's met the linesman, yeah. who as one of the linesmen who's since died, and the linesman said, "I I saw it and I saw it. He, he used his hand, but I couldn't put my flag up because in those days there were, it had to be the directive of the yeah. referee yeah. was the was the, the the sort of so I had to take what the referee said. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes." You need to do things over again. You do. And sometimes the rules are wrong, Peter. So Peter Shilton is the Brexiteer of the Week. Well, congratulations, Peter. Um, at least you've won this one, even if you didn't win the 1986 World Cup. Yes. They wouldn't have gone on to win it anyway, would they? But I'll tell you who I blame for that. Mm. And the rest of that 86 World Cup team blame him as well. Go cool. Steve Hodge. Hodgey. Because he tried to do an over-his-head back pass to Schultz, which led Maradona to score the goal in the first place. And then, after the game, he swapped shirts with Diego Maradona, and he still got the shirt. He has. And, he, and they had a right go at him afterwards, and he said, I didn't know he'd handled it. Oh, <laughs> Everyone else on the planet did. A bit milky, as Big Rom used to say, Steve Hodge. There you go. There you go. Uh, what should listen do right now? Right now, go to steadyhq.com slash the new, new European, or just go to steadyhq.com, search for the new European, 
and um, you could contribute to our fight to um, stop Brexit, which would be really good. And a couple of people here have done it. Brilliant. What, here? And our latest friends and patrons are Gopal Bhagavatula and Fran Foxen. Gopal and uh, Fran, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, heroes both. Uh, on your podcatcher of choice, leave us a lovely review, lots of stars. It helps us go up the rankings. Um, you can uh, join the New European Readers Group on Facebook. You can like the New European um, on Facebook. Or you can follow us on Twitter, at the New European. And you can follow me on Twitter, at uh, Sanglesey. That's S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. Or you can follow me at Porritz, P-O-R-R-I-T-T. That was the New European Podcast, and thank you so much for listening. It really, genuinely means the world to us. If you haven't already, the paper is on the shelves. It's £2.50. It's packed full, as usual, of politics, of Brexit, but there's also tons of art and culture as well. We'll be back next week. Until then, Mr Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.